Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Grace and peace to you, God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast. My name is Joel Brzezinski, and I have my good friend, as always, Mike Kapler with me, uh, getting set to uh, share the love, grace, peace, and mercy of God our Father, and indeed the Lord Jesus Christ. How's things going with you, Mr. Kapler? Well, they're going great, Joel. And for, for a minute there, I thought I was listening to Paul Brzezinski, the <laughs> apostle, <laughs> the way you started well, out That is there. how he started out a lot of his uh, epistles, a lot of his letters that he wrote. Grace and peace to you. Something that I heard growing up in church all my life, too. My dad would always uh, would say that, too. Hmm. Interesting. It's a great greeting. It's a great way to leave people, you know, when you're uh, bidding farewell or, or whatever. You know, grace and peace to you from God. It's his grace, his peace. Mm. That's interesting, and it's a good subject for us to get into today because there are a lot of people who are looking for peace. They are trying to find ways to experience peace, and so maybe we can spend a little bit of time talking about what peace really is and how it can be more evident in our lives today. I'm at peace with that idea. (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think... uh, a good place to start with that whole thing is just that understanding that, you know, like uh, I had just said, it is, it's God's peace. You know, I've heard this phrase uh, throughout my life. You see it on TV, or I've even heard some people say it, I've made my peace with God. And uh, really, it's it's the other way around. <laughs> uh, he has made peace with us. You know, going back to the birth of Jesus Christ, the angels announced peace and goodwill. You know, God's peace and God's goodwill toward man. In Romans uh, chapter 5, after spending four chapters basically talking about how we've been made righteous, we've been justified by grace apart from the works of the law or from any works that we could do, Paul says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Man, I love that phrase, this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And uh, he talks about all this uh, wonderful uh, stuff, that this peace that we have with God, and it's all through what God has done. We didn't initiate this thing. We simply respond to what God has done. Yeah, you know, even, even Jesus talks quite a bit about peace. In Matthew 10, he said, Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. But then we find later in the book of John, referring to what would be future believers, future Christians, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. And then he goes on in a couple of chapters later in the gospel of John, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. Hmm. Uh, In the world, you'll have tribulation. So remember what he said in Matthew. He said, I I didn't come to bring peace to the earth. I know we talk a lot about that. uh, And and wouldn't it be nice? And and, and perhaps uh, someday we we will actually begin to to see that, not in this 
world system, but in, in a future one that, that the Lord will bring. Nonetheless, he said, I didn't come to bring, bring peace uh, to the earth, but a sword. But then he says, I'm bringing peace to you. Even though in the world you'll have tribulation, be of good courage, I have overcome the world. So there, therein lies the difference. We're, we're living in a fallen world in which there's never going to be complete peace. And some people might be thinking about the Christmas story where the announcement comes of, of the birth of Christ, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Well, that peace, again, was God extending it to us. Not that there was going to be complete and perfect peace upon the earth itself in this world system, but there was peace now being extended from God to man. And that peace, of course, was Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, that's, the, you know, it's so good to point that out because a lot of people might be going through some circumstances don't, that don't seem so peaceful. This doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem good. This is, you know, feels like tribulation. It feels like turmoil. It doesn't feel like peace. But like you say there, uh, I think, you know, I think, you know, Jesus was clear on that. And I think Paul was clear in that too. That it, you know, the peace of God doesn't mean that everything's going to be a bunch of roses, you know, uh, here on earth. It's not going to be a rose, a, a, you know, a bed of roses, but it's going to be in the midst of the things that go on here on earth. We've got God's peace toward us. We're okay with him. He's okay with us. We have righteousness and we have justification. We're sanctified all because of what Christ has done. God's not holding anything against us. We've been forgiven fully, completely, God holds nothing against us. Our sin has been taken away. And in the midst of that, again, like you say, we're on planet Earth, and things aren't always so wonderful here on Earth. Sometimes they are, uh, but our circumstances aren't a uh, measuring stick uh, for whether or not we have peace with God. You know, the peace of God is, is again, something that uh, surpasses all of that. It has nothing to do with our earthly circumstances, because you can have somebody going through some really wonderful times and, and just sensing, they, they say, I just sense that God is for me. And then you have someone on the other side of the world who's maybe in a poverty-stricken nation and look barely getting a meal a day, and uh, that same person, they could look at their circumstances and say, man, I don't feel like God is so uh, hot towards me, when really God is just as equally for both of those people because the circumstances uh, whether they're peaceful or in turmoil, their circumstances aren't the measuring stick for God's peace. You know, what Paul said that how beautiful, he quotes from the Old Covenant, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So again, that peace of God, it's the gospel, the gospel of peace. And uh, we, we need to sometimes get our circumstances kind of divorced from that idea of God being for us or against us based on our circumstances. So interesting, isn't it? Yeah, a good point, though, that the circumstances we go through in this life, in this fallen world, uh, shouldn't be confused with the peace that God has provided for us in, in Christ. Um, he himself, Jesus Christ himself, is our peace, Ephesians uh, 2.14 and there's so many things about peace. I never knew there was so much stuff to get into about peace, uh, Joel, but there, there's just so much of it that is communicated through the Scripture. Paul said in Colossians 3, let the peace of Christ, who, what, what? not just peace, hmm. but understand that the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, 
to which you were called in one body and, and be thankful. And so we, we see these, these things. And through him, he reconciled all things to himself, having made peace through what? Through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. That's Colossians 1.20. I, I know we're kind of chopping up a lot of verses here. We like to stay in context, but I, I think generally you're getting the idea of the context of our conversation. Christ is our peace, and uh, and it's it's because of what he did. He, he has established us, it, and it goes beyond our comprehension. It goes beyond our understanding uh, at times. It's just something that, that guards our hearts and it guards our minds, this peace that's found in Christ. And so in this life, when you do go through those trials and tribulations, whether it's persecution or some type of uh, other suffering, uh, whatever it may be, there, there's definitely tears to be shed in this world. And there may be times where you're going to be wondering, why am I going through this? And I may not have the answer as to why you uh, are going through what you're going through right now, but we've got something to fall back on. It's the safety net of the peace of Christ. You know, we often think of peace as, oh, I'm just tranquil and things are just lovely and, and it's more of an emotional state that we're in, whereas the peace of God, no matter what our emotional state is, the peace of God is a fact. Because, you know, you were talking over there about how he himself is our peace. Jesus Christ himself is our peace. And in that, you know, that's from Ephesians 2. You know, Paul's talking about how both Jews and Gentiles are brought together in one through Jesus Christ. He says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, and that's Gentiles, have been brought near by the blood of Christ, and he goes on, for he himself is our peace who has made both one, so both Jew and Gentile have been made one, and he goes on to say he made, he created in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, that he might reconcile them both, again Jew and Gentile, to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity, which was the, uh, he had said was the law of commandments contained in ordinances, and he came and preached peace, to you who are far off, that's Gentiles, and to those who are near, uh, those in the context there, that's the Jews. And so in him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. That's really what God's peace is about. It's about access to the Father. It's about the grace in which we stand. It's a fact, not based on our emotions or the roller coaster ride of life, uh, but it's based upon, again, like you said, Cap, the blood of Jesus, the cross of Jesus. That's really what our peace with God is all based upon. Yeah, something I think I've brought up before, one of my favorite movies, Forrest Gump, <laughs> where Lieutenant Dan is out there on that ship raising his fist in the air, you know, sort of an agnostic at the time, and just having it out with God about some of the circumstances and things that he had gone through. And Forrest made the comment that Lieutenant Dan had, had made his peace with God. And, and that's a typical type of phrasing that you would hear in, in the Christian church world today. But that, that isn't really what happens. It's always... We always get the spotlight back on us again somehow, but mm -hmm. it wasn't Lieutenant Dan that actually made peace with God. Uh, it was maybe perhaps Lieutenant Dan discovering that God made peace with him, and, and that's really where we're at in Christ today, is just realizing that it's all been done on our behalf. Uh, he is the God of peace. He's the Lord of peace, and uh, he has brought peace and rest to us, uh, even in this uh, fallen world. Yeah, he has made peace with us. That's the, 
the beauty of it all. There's nothing that we could ever do to make ourselves right with him. Most of us, at least, hopefully understand that, but yet we carry this mindset that there's there's something I need to do. There's something I need to get off of my chest uh, to God uh, and, and make peace with him, so to speak. I need to confess my sins, or I need to say, all right, God, I've I've done all this stuff in my life, and now I'm leaving that behind, and I'm, I'm making peace with you. But no, it's it's really the other way around. Even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. His blood was shed for us while we were still sinners. That was God in the process of making peace with us before we had even done a thing. And all that we do, you know, all that God asks us to do is to respond to the peace offering that he has made. We respond by faith saying, yes, God, I accept your peace and I accept what Christ has done for me. I accept that Jesus Christ himself is our peace. Well, hey, uh, we're going to wrap this one up for this week. Coming up next week, uh, man, Cap, I don't know. The, you know, I, We say this a lot when we hit milestones. I just can't believe we made it this far. But <laughs> next week's <laughs> podcast will be number 500. Now, we've been doing this for over 10 years, and we're going to kind of celebrate our 500th podcast by both Cap and I talking about I don't know exactly where this will go, but talking about our journeys and, and how we got to uh, where we're at in uh, in our uh, in our journey with God. So we'll talk about that next week on our 500th podcast. We do hope you'll join us for that right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.